Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. If you only knew what went on behind the scenes of live radio, you would say, I think I want to listen to that. It might be more interesting. Good morning, and welcome to the 3rd of July. We are live. This is the live radio program of the weekend. May not be too many more of them around, so, you know... This is kind of uh, kind of tightrope walking without a net for Neil because you don't know if people are going to be barbecuing already, if they're going to be out watching, waiting for fireworks at 11 in the morning. <laughs> You're kind of early, you know. Or if they're going to be mowing the yard, getting ready for the crowd to show up tonight, or what they're doing. But we just hope that there's uh, a, a, there, are, there are a few people out there who would like to call a gardening talk show on the 3rd of July and give the host a little relief from his anxiety, and talk about the plants at your place. That's what I'm here for. The only day I take off is Christmas Day when it happens to be on a, on a, on a weekend. Otherwise, I'll be here live for you. So here's the number. Jared Taylor is ready to take your call, 888-256-1080. We are having some trouble connecting right up to game time. The theme song was playing in the background as we connected. That's how close we called it, and uh, everything worked out. It may have been at my end, may have been in the electronics, who knows. Would never have been at Jared's uh, end, because he knows what he's doing, <laughs> to be very candid. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Call right now, won't you? I'd love to hear from you, and we'll talk about plants. We'll talk about anything in urban horticulture. If it has to do with your landscape, your lawn, your uh, vegetable garden. It's time to plant fall tomatoes. It's uh, time to plant uh, Halloween pumpkins. Don't plant the big jack-o'-lantern types. Stay with small to mid-sized ones. Same with your tomatoes for the fall transplants. Good luck on finding them. I hope you can. It's time to plant um, crepe myrtles. Nurseries have good supplies, and uh, this is the time to plant them. I'm noticing that they are two or three weeks behind in their bloom cycle this year. Don't be surprised if you have a crepe myrtle that isn't in full bloom yet and you say well it's always been blooming by the fourth of july well depending on where you are in texas uh yeah i I live and work in the dallas fort worth area actually in in mckinney north of uh, dallas northeast of dallas and we have the crepe myrtle trails of mckinney where we have planted about forty thousand crepe myrtles and they are not at peak yet they're probably at 15 or 20 percent of peak so uh, they're they're approaching. It'll be another week or ten days until they're at peak bloom. So, don't be surprised if your crepe myrtles haven't bloomed yet. Um, that's just enough to get you started. Please give us a call right now. Jared is waiting to answer the phones. He's running the boards, and he is going to guide our ship today for us. Just an hour, so don't wait. Don't be calling at 11:45 wondering well, why can't Neil get to me. He has. Two minutes left. <laughs> Call now. I have plenty of time now. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. This program goes to about 33 stations statewide from the Big Bend country all the way to the Piney Woods and from the Gulf Coast all the way to Amarillo and the Panhandle. And and I love talking across that whole expanse of Texas. It uh, keeps me thinking, keeps me on my toes because conditions are very, very different. I have some good friends who are traveling across Texas right now, and they're sending me photos, and a lot of our state looks pretty green right now. So hallelujah, it has not been that way for much of this year. If you're in a part that still is dry, oh goodness, let's let's share some rain with you. But it's uh, so far been a, 
been a pretty good uh, first half of the year. All right, that's what we have. Let's see what else we need to do. I'll give you the number one more time. It would do my heart good to see those four lines all filled up as we get the program underway. So that number is 888-256-1080. You can call me right now live, toll-free, on this Independence Day weekend, 888-256-1080. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is now in its fifth printing, and that means that a lot of books have sold. In fact, 66,000 copies have sold so far, and uh, there are those who say, well, Neil, there are a lot of books out there that sold a million by the time they get to their fifth printing. Well, that, and that's true. That's, that's good. And, uh, but there's a difference with this one because I self-published this book. I can't afford to pay to have a million copies sitting around somewhere. I buy them as I, as I can afford, 15,000 at a time or so. And uh, so uh, the fifth printing in, in six weeks, we have sold uh, 40% of them. I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with that. And I've signed 6,000 of them, and my hand hurts. And so it's slowing down a little bit during the summer. But I would, I would suggest to you that you go ahead and get your copy now because I can get it in the mail on Tuesday as soon as the post office opens up again, and you can have it time to be planning your fall landscaping improvement projects. Fall is the best time for landscaping anyway, and if you got uh, hurt by the cold, your plants got hurt by the cold in February, this is a great time to redo your landscape. Nurseries are going to be resupplied with the best quality plants, the ones you really want to be planting that won't be hurt by future cold spells. And uh, so this book could really be a, a reference, your go-to gardening reference. It covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all counties in Texas, lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit and vegetables. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar, four pages per month, telling you everything that needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and protected in that month. I've never put that into a book before. 344 pages. It's a hardback with 840 of my photographs printed in San Antonio, not overseas, to keep fellow Texans employed. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. By making that decision, I knew I would sell a lot fewer copies, but I also knew I could sign every copy as it sells. That was important to me. Your satisfaction is fully guaranteed, or I'll give you every penny back. 66,000 copies sold, as I mentioned, and there has been not one request for a refund yet. Only thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage. That's the cost of a bag of fertilizer in a few minutes. The book will pay for itself in short order. A Chapter 2, 48-page calendar will pay for that. Order from neilsperry.com. That's the best way to do it. Otherwise, you have to wait till Tuesday to call my office. You can do that if you wish. Uh, office is open next week, Tuesday through Friday, 9 to 5. That number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. At Mueller, they believe in value. Their Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered, and they feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant, and they come back by a 30-year limited paint warranty. 
But you know True Value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. It shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or a metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision, and Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call them at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or visit them at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Mueller means more, MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after these messages. Thank you, Kelly Robinson, very much. The lines are all filled right now. Thank you for that, folks. You're terrific, and I'll move quickly to get to you. Um, as I empty one of the lines, you'll hear me kind of coming to a close with a, a caller. That's the time to get ready to dial. And uh, as that line empties, that's your chance to call through. So I hope you'll do exactly that. Let's start with our first call today. That's Bob in College Station. Bob, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. How can I help you? Three of my uh, 15 mature live oaks still show some persistent damage from the freeze. And my question is, when I um, uh, trim in August and September, if uh, uh, if a branch ha- has not leafed out by then, can I assume it's dead and get rid of it? I don't think so. Uh, they're still leafing out in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, the ones I'm looking at. Is the bark intact on the trunk, or has it become oh, yeah, loose? No, yeah, no. I, 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 I saw your, your uh, in your newsletter about that. Now, wasn't that awful? Trunk, yeah, that was terrible. My, oh, it was just terrible. Was that's uh, that's about five miles from where I'm sitting right now, and that poor tree is just. You could just take yeah. your hand and run it down the trunk and peel all that bark off. But very few of them are like that. Bob, the, the foresters are telling us just sit tight and, and watch. And they've said since day one of this thing, there will be oaks that won't regain their leaves until next spring. And I've never seen that in my career. Uh, apparently, they're older than I am, which I didn't think was terribly possible. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, do what you need to. And you're correct in waiting until late July or August. That's the, the for folks who don't realize, that's the time to begin pruning of, of any oaks, live oaks included, because of oak wilt. You want to wait until it's really hot, and then between that time and Valentine's Day, is the prime time for pruning, so you don't spread oak wilt. But well, I can, I, I uh, can put it off till next year if if. Well, every you've you've seen the live oaks in College Station, and you see how they all vary from tree to tree, and you have to determine if if you have if you have a tree that only has ten or fifteen percent of its leaves, it looks really sad, and and those branches are just really uh, dry, and 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 especially if there are any cracks in the bark, forget that the bark is loose, but if there are cracks in the bark. You can make that decision. Um, it's not going to kill the tree to remove the branches, but they might leaf out again and might be full again. I've been amazed at how they have come back, and I've been doubly amazed at how slowly they've come back. Just, uh, uh, boy, they are walking through molasses. 
I, 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 I don't have I a better answer than you had when you called. <laughs> no, you, no you, you, did, you did give me a better answer because I think what I'm going to do now is procrastinate. I think, you, I think you're good in doing that. If you have some branches that are damaged from wind breakage or rubbing together, or any, do that, but leave the ones that, that you think are just freeze damage. Leave those. I think that's the dividing line probably. Hey, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, sir. Gene is in Amarillo with a question I've not had before. Gene, what is that? <laughs> it's weird, and I don't know where I heard this, but I've heard that I don't either. I don't know where you hang out. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that you can use birth control pills for fertilizer. And if so, what do you think about it, and what would be the proportion you think? Well, that was not the next question I thought you were going to ask. I thought the next oh. question was, if so, where can I get a prescription? <laughs> oh. No, I, I, <laughs> Because I didn't know if Gene was going to be male or female, and I thought, boy, this is going to be tough for him. <laughs> no, I, I, I actually uh, was cleaning out some storage buildings, and I found a box of it, and I that popped into my head, and I go, I'll ask. <laughs> so, Gene, I have, I have never heard that. That is, that is absolutely preposterous. Okay. <laughs> at, at best, at best, I think that was uh, I think that was some girl who was caught and and probably needed to explain why she had them. That's for my my my, my house plant over there. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was tacky. Yeah. That was ultra tacky, and I don't have a clue. And I I apologize for that one. Oh no problem. I'll, I'll use that story and I'll stick with that one. There. <laughs> did you guys have Did you guys have 1.86 inches of rain yesterday, or was weather oh, bug at least, incorrect? At least that much. Yeah. I uh, uh, we have weird. we have a relative who came through your town last night and was going to eat on a patio of a restaurant oh, that no. he had identified. <laughs> they have one child who's too young for the the vaccine and they're they're traveling and they uh, had picked out a, a restaurant they wanted to eat on and at and uh, they were all excited and then I saw that oh no well that's good news you were dry for a long time weren't you oh it's awfully dry and Bermuda grass with the heat now is just jumping and uh, I just had eight weeks ago had double knee replacement so my PT right now is I'm mowing, I'm mowing Bermuda grass <laughs> all right it's that's great. super knee replacement went well hmm. Both of them did, yes, same time. Good for you. Congratulations. That's great. I loved this call. Thank you, sir, and I love your spirit. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right, let me take a break. We'll come back to Judy in Corpus Christi and Larry in Brazos County. So let me uh, tell you right now about Neil Spray's eGardens. This is my free electronic newsletter. You remember when uh, Bob mentioned, yeah, I saw your story? He was going to finish by saying in eGardens. I had a story two nights ago. If you want to see it, you're welcome to go to my website where you sign up for eGardens in case you didn't see it. And uh, it is of a live oak where the bark has just sloughed off mightily uh, from cold damage. That hasn't happened to very many live oaks in Texas, but I saw a, just a terrible example in McKinney uh, about uh, six days ago and took photos and put it in eGardens. And uh, that's the sort of thing I put in my electronic newsletter. And it's, it's like an old-fashioned garden section in the newspaper done on a digital platform. Uh, it is from my computer to your email box every Thursday night, just a little after 6 p.m. This particular one we sent out on Wednesday night because of the, the holiday weekend. Uh, there are five stories. 
Uh, they are newsworthy. One of them is always going to be gardening this weekend, where I point out the things that need to be done at this time of year uh, for that weekend so that you can plan your weekend's activities that pertain to gardening. One of them is always a featured question of the week, uh, something that has come up time and time again. Uh, one of them is a featured plant of the week. So there are, there are three of the stories, and uh, Diane Sitton did a wonderful story on tree houses. Just wonderful story on tree houses this week. If you want to see what it looks like, go to neilsperry.com. It's where you can buy my book, and it's also where you sign up for this free electronic newsletter. You have to subscribe to eGardens. I will never give or sell your email address to anybody, and I will never send you any kind of a spam email because just because I have your email address. I have never done that, never will. I, I did do that. I take that back. Four years ago when I had my 50th wedding anniversary with, with Len, I sent you a notice, and I said, I just want you to know today is a very special day. That one, I'll, I'll beg your forgiveness for that one, but not not too much begging. eGardens, I think you'll like it. Take a look at it, and I think when you see it, you'll say, yes, I want to sign up for that. It's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on that eGardens tab. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you a lot. Let's go to Judy in Corpus Christi. Now, Judy, this is Neil. Good morning. I have a question about my citrus trees. Um, <clears throat> I have an orange, a lemon, a uh, grapefruit, uh, and uh, avocado, and they all froze, But uh, and I cut back the dead tops, but there's green coming out from the bottom, but um, the one on, like, one orange tree has a couple of major branches. They're about, oh, I don't know, five inches around, mm-hmm. and uh, there were some green leaves coming up, but they have slowly died back. Um, and but then there's green kind of branches coming up from the middle of the tree, and but it's got long thorns on it. Is that a sign I should just cut the whole thing back and put new trees in? Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Um, I have never lived where I could grow citrus outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the types that that get large. I'm getting an an echo. Do you have a radio on nearby? Uh, no, it's off. Okay, that must be through our electronics. Um, I'll just put my headphones away a little bit. Judy, the, uh, the, the thorns are probably from the, uh, uh, boy, that is hard to talk over. Uh, thorns are probably uh, from trifoliate orange, which is often used as a rootstock. They mm-hmm. are massive thorns and frightening thorns. Yeah, that's um, And that you don't want that. So, yes, that, that, if that's the majority of what you're getting as regrowth, you probably have lost the good the good uh, part of that tree, okay. and and so it's time to replace. Okay. What uh, about the avocado tree? Well, avocados are of course not citrus, right? And and I believe they are all grafted. I don't know. They're they're really South Texas plants. I mean, even farther south in Corpus Christi traditionally, mm-hmm. and but I think they are all grafted or budded onto rootstocks. Do do a Google search on that and just uh, just ask the question: Are avocados always uh, grafted? Okay. And, uh, and and if they're grafted, that means I'm not. That means get that an you avocado? have the rootstock. Yeah, you have the rootstock. You don't have what you what you wanted. Okay. In the in fact, in this next break that I have, I have a two minute uh, section, and uh, I will do that. I have a um, 
I have a really good fact sheet from Texas A&M mm-hmm. uh, that I leave archived from when I'm writing newspaper columns, and uh, their sheet on avocados is EHT-018, uh, uh, and I'm going to look at it right now, EHT-018. I'll see if they say anything about propagation, commercial production. If you are dyslexic as I am, it is hard to scan and (laughs) read quickly. Yeah, so bear with me. Um, Google that that bulletin from A&M and see propagation. Do not grow seedlings from supermarket avocados. Do not come true from seed. Ungrafted okay, if I seedlings. If I avocado, do you have a recommendation? For a look, look at that bulletin, and it will tell you the different Beautiful. kinds okay. and what you need to grow. All right. That's, that's your starting point, EHT-018. It's by Monty Nesbitt, Larry Stein, and Jim, Jim Thomas, uh, Extension Fruit Specialist. Larry Stein is Extension Project Leader in Horticulture at A&M, good friend of mine. And these are the best in the in the state. That's oh, a, a very good bulletin. Well, I'm sad to lose my citrus, but I wanted to know for I just let them go wild and didn't get what I needed. <laughs> no, you you need to you need to replant if you're getting the uh, trifoliate orange. That thing is just wicked. Yeah, oh. yeah, those thorns are a couple of inches long. Yes. Oh, I know. I know. Hey, I appreciate your call. Have Thank a great you so day. Much. I love your book. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye bye. All right, let's see where we are time-wise. We can go to Larry in Brazos County, my hometown originally. How can I help you, Larry? Good morning, Neil. Um, I've got a couple of what I call China berry trees. Uh, They have a a white marble-sized berry on them, or they have had in the past. Um, I think the frost got both of them, Mm -hmm. and they're about 20 to 30 feet from the house. They're about 30 to 40 feet tall. Bark is intact, but there are no leaves. Ooh. Is it time to take them out? Absolutely. Yeah. Did they come back from their roots? I, I'm i not that enthused about them, so I'm not all that concerned. They are not good trees, I, I will be honest, and good for you for saying it that way, because uh, uh, they have very brittle wood. And they have some other problems. They're lovely trees, and, and bees love them, et cetera, et cetera. But they, they have a lot of problems. And uh, this is your chance to <laughs> this is your chance to start anew. Okay. Well, they're kind of back in woods. I'll let the, the yopon and other things take over. So I'll well, get them out of there. Yeah, it's time. Hey, okay. I appreciate your call. Thank you, Larry, very Neil, much. You made it simple. Thank you, sir. All right. You betcha. All right, let's see where we are. I can take another call. We have calls coming in very quickly, and I cannot tell you how grateful I am. 888-256-1080. I haven't given the number since that first time around at the beginning of the program. 888-256-1080. Marianne is in Alba. Marianne, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How can I uh, help you? I- well, I have two live oak trees in my front yard. They're probably about 15 years old, and one of them has developed vertical splits starting at the bottom, moving up the tree, and some of the splits are maybe a half an inch wide, and I need to know what to do. All right, now these are in the bark, or these are, are in the whole trunk of the tree? Is, is Let me let me hang on. Okay. Let me have a second chance at my question. Take two, as we okay. say in live radio. Um, is this because two branches are splitting the trunk by their weight, or is it because no, the bark is splitting? The bark is splitting. Okay. 
The tree is bulging out at the bottom. Uh Uh-oh. Like it's got like a bulge. (laughs) All right, and this has happened since uh, since the freeze, February? Oh, yes. Yeah, and then all the rain we got in East Texas. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the rain had anything to do with it. I think it's the freezing weather. Okay. Um, you you might want to look at the story that I wrote in eGardens that I mentioned a few moments ago. Did you hear me do that that ad yeah, for my yeah, electronic news? Yes, I did. Yeah, take a look at that. If you go to my website to neilsperry.com and then click on the eGardens tab, you can see that latest issue of eGardens and you'll see the story. Um, okay. I'm afraid that that may be what's happening to your tree. Uh, let me answer this. If you stand back 40 feet from that tree or 20 feet from that tree and look at it, how does the canopy look, uh, the leaf uh, count, the leaf quantity? Is it is it full of leaves? Um, is it sparse? What's it look like? It's more sparse than previous years, but so All is right. the other tree that doesn't have any splits. All right. Well, compare that to the one in the photo, and you'll you'll see why I'm asking. The, the tree okay. in the photo in, in eGardens has probably 1% of its leaves. I mean, it's really... Oh, no, this is probably yeah. 80%. All right. Um, what you might want to do is just, you don't want to do anything probably at this point. Just stand and watch. Don't, okay. the worst thing you can do is start peeling bark off. If it's okay. going to come off, it's going to come off. And you can't, you can't go out there and tape it back on. You can't use Elmer's glue, thumbtacks, anything. I mean, if, if it's coming <laughs> off, it's coming off. And okay. your hope is that there's new bark forming beneath to protect the trunk. Okay. I, I want to give you a little bit of uh, plant anatomy class here. The bark is a protective tissue, and right inside the bark, there is a cylinder of tissue called the phloem, P-H-L-O-E-M. It is a very critical tissue to any tree, any woody plant, uh, okay. because it's in that cylinder of tissue, the phloem, that the sugars that are made up in the leaves in photosynthesis the sugars are carried down to the roots. Uh, uh, Nutrients and uh, water go up to the leaves in the center of the stems through the xylem. That's the the lumber, that's the wood of the the stem. When a big tree is harvested for lumber, 99% of it is xylem tissue. Out at the edge, right inside the bark, is the phloem. And it's just as critical because it's what keeps the roots going. When the bark is lost, the roots die. And that's why uh, when a plant loses its bark, why the plant will die over a period of a few months or years, usually months. And that's why that bark is so critical. We're hoping that new bark is forming under those bulges or the bulge. Um, And there's nothing you can do to make that happen if it's not happening on its own. So that's just kind of a little bit. And then the cambium layer that everybody talks about is in between those two, and it forms both of those tissues, phloem to the outside, xylem to the inside. And uh, so anyway, that's just a, a little bit of plant anatomy, but uh, we hope that, that the bark isn't completely lost all the way around. Okay, so, so that means if it's forming inside there and repairing itself, the tree all will this be okay. all will Otherwise, be good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, the tree may eventually go downhill. Lead, yeah. And you would know it's the one that's straight. The one that's crooked is the one that sure. looks okay. Sure. 
that's, so, a, that's the way it works Murphy's for us. Murphy's Law, right? Yeah, we're gardeners. That's the way it works, always. Or the one in the backyard looks terrific, the one by the front door. Oh, no, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that well, I appreciate your information. And You're yes, welcome. Uh, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks for the call, Marianne. Uh-huh. All right, let me tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, and uh, invite you to uh, to get a copy of it because I think you will find it to be very, very helpful. It covers all topics. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening, what you need to know to get started in gardening successfully in Texas. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar, four pages per month, telling you everything that needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and protected in that month. We've just turned the page to July. All that detail for July is right there waiting for you. I've never put that in a book before. That's another thing that makes this book different from anything I've ever done. 344 pages. Right, let me go on through the other chapters. Chapters 3 through 11 are trees, shrubs, vines, uh, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Incredibly detailed chapters on each of those topics. 344 pages, a hardback, 840 photographs. I had it printed in San Antonio. That's where I was born. That's where my book was born, not overseas. That way we could keep fellow Texans employed. That was important to me. If it's going to say Lone Star Gardening as a title, how would it look to say printed in pick a a nation other than the U.S. Nah, give me a break. It's not in stores and it's not on Amazon. If I'd done that, I couldn't have signed these copies before I send them to you. So I, I sign them and my wife and I box them and take them to the post office. I took a bunch, uh, was it yesterday? Yesterday. And uh, they're on their way. Satisfaction is guaranteed or I'll give you a full refund of every penny you spend. 66,000 copies sold so far, and there has not been one request for a refund yet. It's only $36.95 plus tax and postage, and that's for a hardback on high-quality paper with 840 photos. Hey, in a store or on Amazon, you'd be paying $55 or $60. This is $36.95 and satisfaction guaranteed. This book will pay for itself quickly. Here is the best way to order it. There are only two, so it's the better way to order. NeilSperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Or you can call my office starting Tuesday. That's 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But you can order it right now, and I'll sign it tomorrow evening. And that's at Neil Sperry. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Com. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you. Uh, we have probably time for another call or two. I didn't uh, generate any calls when I gave the number the second time. 888-256-1080. We have Don in Madisonville. Don, this is Neil. Good morning. Uh, yes, uh, Neil, I'd like to hear a uh, complete and, uh explanation of how to do a cutting for tomato plants for fall tomatoes. All right. Uh, it's fairly easy. It would have been better to have done it two weeks ago. Let's give it a try and hope that we have a, a late first freeze. Um, I'm going to ask uh, Jared to pull the, your line down a little bit. There's a lot of static on it. You'll be able to hear me, and I won't be listening I've to static. I've got a lot of rain. It's pouring down rain. Oh, it's is that what that is? Oh, I love it then. That's great <laughs> news. Good deal. Um, 
what you do when you root tomatoes from cuttings, and they root very easily, uh, if, you, if you just kind of picture rooting uh, coleus from cuttings, they're about as easy as coleus. Uh, you take a cutting that is four to five inches long. It could be at the very end of a stem of a, of a variety that you have that's healthy and doing well, doesn't have spider mites, and that has set fruit well for you. Uh, if you, if you pinch out the end inch, that's okay. That gets rid of that part that would wilt quickly. And so that would be okay. But it's about four or five inches long. Take the leaves off the bottom half of it. And uh, that's what you're going to be sticking down into, into the, the, the rooting mix. I would try to root it, uh, not try, I would root it in a mix that is half sphagnum peat moss and half horticultural perlite. So 50-50 peat perlite. Um, not much else that you have to do other than uh, thoroughly wet the peat perlite first before you start taking the cuttings. I would probably take the cuttings in the evening uh, when they're uh, fully, uh, well, you know what, maybe do them in the morning when, when they're not wilted at all. Um, and you're going you're gonna to stick them immediately. I'd, I'd use a pencil to make the insertion hole. If you have a six or eight inch flower pot, you could probably put uh, uh, four or five cuttings in that pot and then water it right away. Doesn't have any roots, I know, but water it right away to settle out all the air pockets and cover it lightly with, a, with dry cleaner's plastic. By lightly, I mean cover it almost airtight. You don't want it completely airtight because it would overheat. You're going to put it where it gets a very bright shade. No direct sunlight, but uh, but very bright light. You don't want it in a dark place, and it should root within. Uh, they they should root within about ten days, maybe less than that. Uh, if you want to root them directly into four-inch pots, you could do that. And as soon as you feel resistance when you pull on them, then it's time to pot them up into one-gallon pots of good potting soil. That peat perlite mix won't hold them very long. And uh, then you can set them out when they have grown pretty actively. Uh, they, they come along pretty quickly. It's warm. They're happy with that. And uh, get them out as soon as you can, and uh, they'll make you nice transplants. So anyway, I hope that helps, Don. I appreciate your call. Enjoy that rain. Wow, that sounds nice. Let me uh, take my last break, and we'll come back and go to Sam in College Station, Ron and Amarillo as we hopscotch across Texas. Visit my website, neilsperry.com. That's where you can order my book, Lone Star Gardening. It's where you sign up for eGardens, my electronic newsletter. It's also where you find answers to my 1,001 frequently asked questions, and you'll find information on rose, rosette virus, and crepe myrtle bark scale, and a lot of other things. All of that at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing, but that name Mueller means so much more. It means you'll have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers, to help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for 90 years, standing behind your warranty. And it means you get tons of added value, like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. 
To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553, or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very much. Let's go back to the phones. We go to Sam in College Station. Sam, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey. Hi, yes, Neil. Sir. Good morning. Yes, sir. How can I help you? Uh, yeah, I called you last week as well, but it was the last minute. Okay. How can I help you? Sam, are you listening to your radio? Hello, Sam. Did he tell you what he was wanting to know about the Italian Cyprus? Do you give any details? Did, was there freeze damage on it? All right, Sam, let me take a chance since you've tried twice to call. Uh, Italian cypress trees were hurt in February by the cold all across Texas, and I don't think there's any saving them once they have that freeze damage. Uh, so that's one possibility. You may be seeing freeze damage if, if the problem that you're seeing started to show up in February or March. If, on the other hand, it started to show up in May and June, there is a disease called ceridium canker, S-E-I-R-I-D-I-U-M. There's an extra letter in there that always throws me and other people. Ceridium canker. And it has become a real problem for Italian cypress. It kills them out in, in blotches here and there and all around. And they have a problem with spider mites as well. So it's it may be one of those two pest problems or insect and disease problems so i can get you that far but without knowing any detail of why you called that's my starting point anyway let me go to ron and amarillo ron this is neil good morning i seem to have gone stone deaf here (laughs) i don't know is ron still there do you think jared i don't hear him either so all right well um and he wanted to know how to get rid of cactus, yucca, and mesquite trees, and that one was going to involve some, some questions back and forth. Uh, you know what I'm going to suggest, uh, Ron, is contact your county extension office uh, in uh, uh, in Amarillo. You know, I guess it kind of depends on which part of Amarillo you live in. It is split between two counties. Um, anyway, that uh, that would be my recommendation because that's, that sounds like it might be on uh, ranch land. Um, don't know that that's the case, but the county extension people are, are well versed in, in removal of those. My dad did herbicide research for A&M, and a lot of it had to do with uh, uh, plants in arid areas of West Texas, and uh, those were some of the things that he, he worked on. I have enjoyed today immensely. We've had quite an assortment of calls from a great assortment of places and it, I love this program. When I started this 35 years ago, this particular program, I've been doing commercial radio for 44 years. When I started this particular program, I thought, what am I getting into? This is going to make me think about the whole state of Texas, and I'm going to have to jump around in my mind. And it is exciting to do this. And uh, that's the, the part that just really makes it worthwhile. But anyway, I hope you have a great uh, 4th of July weekend, get to see family and celebrate with friends. Our grandson, Joseph, turned 12 yesterday, and we're going to have a celebration for him. So again, thanks for listening. Until next week, happy gardening.